Welcome to On The Record, where we bring you the pulse of current issues and the stories that connect us globally. Tonight, we bring you the sights and sounds from the vibrant city of Seattle, where the buzz of innovation meets the tranquility of the Pacific Northwest. The Ministry of Tourism has been hard at work. In this season's premiere, we're at the heart of the historic moment, the inaugural direct flight from Seattle to Nassau, courtesy of Alaska Air. Welcome to On The Record, I'm your host Jerome Sawyer. It's more than just a new route on the map. This flight symbolizes bridging two districts, cultures, economies and landscapes. From the evergreen state to the crystal clear waters of the Bahamas, we're exploring the impact of this airway on tourism, business and cultural exchange. We've spoken to key players from the officials at Alaska Air to the vibrant Bahamian community right there in Seattle. We delve into the aspirations, challenges and hopes of this aerial venture. So fasten your seatbelts and join us as we soar from the sleepless city of Seattle to the sun-kissed shores of Nassau. We're not just covering miles, we're charting new territories in connectivity and understanding. This is On The Record and our story takes flight right after this break. A city nettled in the Pacific Northwest of the United States, known for its dynamic blend of natural beauty and urban charm. Seattle stands as a testament to the innovation and cultural richness. This evergreen city is a hub of coffee culture, vibrant arts, environmentally friendly people, and a gateway to the great outdoors. We're here to witness another historic moment in this city known for its pioneering spirit, we're on the ground at the Seattle-Tacoma International Airport for Alaska Air's inaugural flight to the Linden Piddling International Airport. Alaska Airlines, a carrier born and bred in this very state, is adding yet another milestone to its legacy. We're embarking on an inaugural flight that promises to bring the world even closer. Our journey in Seattle begins at a location that's more than just a coincidence, the Museum of Flight nestled next to the Boeing factory. Here, amidst the marvels of aviation history, a special luncheon is being held. It's a gathering of key players, all integral to the launch of this historic flight. In attendance are distinguished members of the Bahamas Ministry of Tourism, representatives of the Nassau Paradise Island Promotion Board, executives from Alaska Airlines, and a host of special guests. The Bahamas is a country of 700 islands, more than 2,000 keys, stretched across 100,000 square miles. 
of crystal blue water. Every shade of blue you can find in the islands of the Bahamas. 16 of those islands we actively promote in the tourism space. That's a good sound. <laughs> it's gonna be even better tomorrow. 16 of those islands we actively promote in the tourism space. We offer you a Caribbean of islands within the islands of the Bahamas. We have amazing partnerships. And today I'm, I'm dubbing it City 16. As the Ministry of Tourism, Investments, and Aviation, we just completed our North America 15 city tour. And I said to the team, this is City 16. And they said, what do you mean? I said, any time we go into a city where we're actively promoting the islands of the Bahamas, and every single thing that we have to offer, our products, our services, the diversity, the unique experiences, for me, it's a mission. So welcome to City 16. That was the Director General of Tourism, Latia Duncan. When we caught up with her, she shed some insight on what City 16 has to offer Bahamian visitors. Seattle offers a different experience, lots to see, to do, and to explore. From a cultural perspective, there are many events and activities taking place, whether it's the arts, festivals, culinary, there's so much to do. Seafood, fresh seafood, is something that we love and enjoy. And here in Seattle, they're known for that as well. And so the, the taste and the culinary perspective is familiar. There are many festivals that's here, whether it's a film festival, whether it's the Bites of Seattle festival that, that takes place as well. And I'd also like to share, it's also an opportunity for a two-center vacation. Whether you want to come over to Seattle and then take a one-hour flight into Western Canada, into Vancouver, you can have a multi-destination vacation exploring the West Coast. So there is LA, there's Seattle, there's Western Canada. There's so much to do and explore as Bahamians when we welcome this new service to the islands of the Bahamas. As we delve deeper into the celebration at the Museum of Flight, it's clear this event's aim was to give its stakeholders and guests a little taste of what Bahamian culture has to offer. We mixed and mingled in an ambience filled with awe and inspiration. The museum itself, a testament to human ingenuity in aviation. However, one exhibit stood out, an early model plane from Alaska Airlines, symbolizing the carrier's long-standing legacy and its new leap with the Seattle to Nassau flight. Among the esteemed guests, we ran into a familiar face, Joy Giberlou, the Chief Executive Officer of the Nassau Paradise Island Promotion Board, whose insights into tourism and marketing have been pivotal. So Joy, here we are again. Um, it seems we're traveling all over the United States yes. with good news for tourism. This specifically though, I think is some of the best news that's come to tourism for a while. A few weeks ago, we saw the first flight with another airline coming from LA, but now, simultaneously, Alaskan Air is flying from Seattle and LA directly to Nassau. What does that mean for you sitting here um, and just sort of watching all of this unfold? Um, this is indeed a great moment. 
And obviously moments like this don't just happen in a moment. They're the result of many years of conversations and lots of behind the scenes work. And I recall, you know, over the years meeting with Alaska, looking at their service, looking at where they were flying to, knowing that they had really cornered the West Coast to Hawaii. And we know in the Bahamas how much closer we are in the Bahamas as compared to Hawaii and trying to sell them this idea that the Bahamas would be a great option. And they were always ever so polite, you know, but at the, those moments you knew that that's all it was, they were listening to us. And so to hear from them at the beginning of this year when conversations were going on simultaneously, and this centered around Roots America, where all the airlines meet with destinations to discuss airlift. And we had posed the question again, West Coast, opening up the West Coast um, for the Bahamas, and what a game changer that would be. And so to hear from them, to say that they were interested for the first time, but they needed a lot of information to see if it would really be worth their while, wanted to drill down into numbers, into what would the support look like coming from the Bahamas, whether the government of the Bahamas, whether us in the private sector, the Nassau Paradise Island Promotion Board, and just being so excited and putting everything to make that the best presentation that we could. And um, then hearing from them, and they're saying they're looking at LA. But knowing that just before then another partner had expressed an interest in LA. And I'll be frank, I said, well, what about Seattle? The, num the stats that we're seeing coming from Seattle is also interesting. And then from that moment to here we are, never in the wildest, wildest dreams did we imagine that would result three flights per week from Seattle and four flights per week from LA. But I've used the expression a game changer. It's a complete paradigm shift for us within the tourism space because it's no longer not just Seattle, not just LA. It's the whole of the West Coast and beyond that, it's all of the Western um, coast of Canada. That's Vancouver, that's Calgary, um, British Columbia, but also Asia. And so excited for what the future holds. So let's go from seats in the aircraft coming there to now what that means that we have passengers from the West Coast coming to Nassau and Paradise Island on a consistent basis. What does that mean for the product? Well, of course, it, I mean, just very basic. Numbers are expected to grow. And let me give you um, some information. Alaska Airlines has 14 flights daily going to Hawaii. Do you know how many passengers that is every day going there? And as I, we, I said, equidistance, whether to Hawaii or to Nassau, um, for, for their flight and they're saying gosh if they can send that many people every day to Hawaii they can ensure that this seasonal flight becomes year-round and that we can do that on an ongoing basis but I think people on the West Coast Seattle LA and beyond of the United States they're so excited their options for a warm weather destination was so limited they had Mexico and Hawaii and Hawaii and Mexico and all of a sudden, we've just changed that game for them. Um, we've given them another option to think about. And you know, sometimes you don't want to talk about what are those competitive advantages. I've learned something in this whole exercise. And in that, I've heard that casinos are a great part of what people on the West Coast are looking for when they vacation. Were you aware of the fact that there are no casinos in Hawaii? No. And all of a sudden, 
we have something now that Hawaii doesn't even offer and the people want to do apparently. So they can go on the beach, do all those great things, but also they have the opportunity to go into the casino. So that's just one advantage. But in terms of meeting, the touch point of what we think a visitor to the Bahamas looks like Every single one of those, from the age group, the um, economic background, things that they want to do, we hit every single one of them. And in this instance, while I represent Nassau on Paradise Island, I think it goes beyond that. I think it's the whole Bahamas experience that's going to be exciting. And anything that sells, the whole destination. You know, we don't mind. Come to Nassau Paradise Island for four or five days. Go and visit an out island as well. And it's a win-win situation for all of the Bahamas. This has been a phenomenal year. It really has been yeah. a comeback since COVID. Yeah. Um, I know that the Nassau Paradise Island Promotion Board has been busy doing so much this year. And you think with all of these accomplishments, what next? So of course, that's my question. What next? Yeah. What does 2024 hold for you and the organization? Certainly one of the things that we cannot do is rest on our laurels. We can't think, wow, we've had a great year, it's over, it's done, there's nothing else to do. It actually propels us and makes us more excited to say, okay, we got to bring it on. We have to keep this momentum going for as long as possible. And we have some incredible um, things in the works that are going to be unfolded. We're starting off the new year very, very strong. Uh, um, and the reason for that, we see opportunities, not just from the West Coast, there are even more opportunities. And I think the destination is so hot, and I'm talking literally as well as, um, <laughs> you know, the figurative sense of it. Across the board. Across the board. <laughs> that people are now wanting to have the conversation. So for the amount of time it took for us initiating conversations with our partners about the West Coast, and you could see they were being polite, to all of a sudden they now reaching out to want to have the conversations with us. And it just takes me to look at um, forward keys, which is something that we talk about often in terms of getting analytics for forward bookings. They've looked at those destinations that have done well in 2023 globally and looking into 2024 and the Bahamas has made the top 10 list of that and so that goes into 2024. But while everyone's talking about the Bahamas, while they're looking at all the great stories that's coming out of the destination, Nassau Paradise Island, we've ended this year with such a, a high it's to capitalize on that so um, we pray that everything is from what we can control or what we can't control remains the same and that we can build and build and build and continue to create this destination of choice and of desire that so many people want well congratulations on a great year um, and I know that you have lots of work cut out for you still but you know to get for, for the partnerships that you have and other organizations and other stakeholders, the partnerships that you have that have been able to get us to this point is phenomenal. The fact that we are on the West Coast yes. having a discussion about multiple destinations yes, on the West coming into Nassau, that's phenomenal. And Thank so it's you. a testament to the great work that you all are doing. Thank you. And it, I think, too, I have to say this, just allow me this moment because it is the partnerships, it's everybody working together. The 2023, yesterday, the announcement was made, the Caribbean destination of the year, which is huge. 
Nassau Paradise Island. And that's the collective work of all of our partners. So I know that they too will feel, wow, all their hard work and their contribution to making tourism in the Bahamas sustainable, a viable option, and something that everybody wants to be a part of. Um, a great thing and to be recognized for that so congratulations great. thank you all right <laughs> <laughs> when we come back we take a step out to explore the sights and sounds of the beautiful city of seattle stay with us you're watching on the record we needed to see what all the hype was about so we stepped out to see the iconic Seattle Space Needle. It's said that after Seattle hosted the World's Fair in 1962, the area has remained a key part of the local community. The Space Needle stands at 605 feet tall with breathtaking views. Its main attraction is the Loop, the world's first and only rotating glass floor. It is owned and managed by the Wright family, children of Howard S. Wright II. He was the man who constructed it. Meanwhile, back at the luncheon, we spoke to Alaska Airlines General Manager of Airline Planning and Network Performance, Kevin Lemming. He spoke about what motivated the airline's decision to create not just one, but two routes to LPIA. So Kevin, uh, we are really at the um, precipice of a great event for us. Uh, mm -hmm. We are about to see direct service resume from Seattle, but with uh, Alaska Air for the first time. So we're pretty much excited about the opportunity, but take us through what it took to get to this point. How is it that we, were, we are now able to have direct service from Seattle and simultaneously from LA mm -hmm. into Nassau? Absolutely. It's I share the excitement and we can't wait to expand our services down to the Caribbean. I think this really started about 10 years ago, perhaps a little bit further when we started expanding our service to Hawaii, uh, about 16 years ago with our service to Hawaii. And this provided a new exciting beach destination for our Pacific Northwest guests to go to. Then from there, we expanded from the Pacific Northwest down to Mexico. Then it was Costa Rica. Belize a few years ago and our guests continually want somewhere in the winter that has spectacular water, fun activities, good weather, all places, all boxes that the Bahamas checks perfectly. And when we looked at a place in the Caribbean to expand to, the Bahamas was the logical choice with how built out your tourism ecosystem is, as well as the commitment that you guys have to sustainability and responsible tourism. Where do you anticipate the majority of the uh, passengers will come from? Will they come specifically from Seattle? Mm -hmm. Or will they be connecting here, yeah. through here to come to Nassau? For the Seattle flight specifically, probably 60% of that traffic will be local, but then we're able to pull from our network across the 101 cities that we serve uh, to Seattle nonstop. So passengers in Spokane coming down from state of Alaska or even up from Portland. Fantastic. And what did it take just logistically to make this all happen? Take us back to how it all started and what really got us to this point. Right. Specifically, we were looking to add a new winter destination for Seattle about 10 months ago at the beginning of the year. The first step was making sure that we had an aircraft that could operationally operate the route. Then it's working with our partners in the Bahamas 
uh, to understand how we can partner and how we can stimulate additional traffic. From there, it goes to our operational and project management teams to rally the whole company, everywhere from our safety department to our tax and accounting department to make sure that we can sell tickets, to make sure that we can operate our aircraft safely and on time in and out of there, and to make sure that we're able to offer a world-class experience for our guests. To the unknown, like yeah. myself, you think uh, you just want to add a room, but that's what there are a lot of logistics involved. Yeah. Um, and even with ensuring that those seats are filled. Yes, definitely. So that's a lot of work. Definitely. And when, whenever we add a new destination, and specifically a new country, we really want to do it at least six, nine months in advance so that that booking curve has as much time as possible to build up the excitement and build up the bookings to make sure the service is successful from the beginning. And speaking of bookings, what has been the response? Have people really bought into the concept of coming to the Bahamas? Has it been slow going or what's it been like? It's been strong. I think tomorrow you'll find uh, very few uh, seats that are not occupied by passengers. Uh, and especially as we go into the holidays where a lot of individuals are looking for more ideal places to go than the uh, dreary Seattle weather, uh, it, it's a pretty easy sell on our side. So it's a seasonal flight, correct? Correct. We'll fly it in the winter seasonally and it'll end just after the spring break period in April. And what about, I know we're here in Seattle and talking about that flight, but what about the LA flight? Mm -hmm. What are the logistics of that and, you know, is that good? You're coming in again from the West Coast, but yeah. is, uh, have you seen a lot of interest in that route as well? Yeah, the Los Angeles flight is really about offering the Los Angeles Basin a convenient option to the Caribbean. There is no existing nonstop service between the LA Basin and the Caribbean, and though there are a plethora of connecting options, lots of individuals when they head out on vacation they really want that non-stop option so that was the purpose of this route to launch that and offer that non-stop convenient option between la basin and the caribbean if you're a fan of the arts our next side adventure in the city the dale chihuly garden and glass museum was a must see washington native dale chihuly takes an opportunity to share artworks that demonstrate how he pushed the boundaries of glass as an art medium in concept, execution, and presentation. The museum looks at the inspiration and influences that stirred Chihuly's career. The exhibition includes eight galleries, the centerpiece glass house, and a lush garden. This stop is one that requires you to take time just to admire the creative ingenuity of man. If the name and work sound familiar to you, that's because Dave Chihuly is the creator of the huge glass sculptures in the casino of the Atlantis Resort. He was commissioned by the late Saul Kersner over 25 years ago to create these masterpieces that tower even today inside the world-famous resort. It was just another fascinating connection between these distant cities. Staying the course, we had an opportunity to speak to the Executive Director of Sales at the Ministry of Tourism, Valerie Brown Alisay, whose excitement was brimming. She explains to us, from the sales aspect, what demographic of visitors we have tapped into and what this could mean for expansion in what businesses can offer. We are in Seattle, mm -hmm. um, on the West Coast, at um, a pivotal time mm -hmm. for tourism. Um, Alaskan Air is about to fly into Nassau um, 
reopening this route, mm -hmm. um, but simultaneously coming out of LA. Um, from a sales perspective, what does that mean for the islands of the Bahamas? Well, what it means for our destination, incremental business, extraordinarily growth opportunities. When we look at where the Bahamas business comes from, the East Coast has been traditionally, and Florida, uh, top markets. Given the number of flights that Alaska and others are now flying from the West Coast, we stand to gain a considerable amount of visitor arrivals and particularly stopover visitors. And that's one of our goals, to increase stopover visitors from all our markets, not just the United States. Clearly, the Northwest, um, and this territory is called the Pacific Northwest, has not always been in the top 20 markets. We expect that to change. We expect the West Coast um, and the Pacific Northwest to rival what's going on in the Eastern Seaboard markets. So this is exciting time. We see this as increasing our footprint, if you will, across the country in the United States. Is there a particular visitor profile for this side of the country or is it that all visitors are the same? Absolutely, there is a profile. The West Coast has always been the more adventurous traveler. The West Coast has always been those that look to get out and about beyond the big resorts. They're very uh, eco-friendly in terms of how they look at their, their particular uh, vacation style. And not only that, if you look around, there are mountains. They hike a lot. They're the healthy folks and the sustainability, that goes without saying in the West Coast, a very, very different profile from East Coast. And knowing that and looking at that now you have a profile, uh, have we positioned ourselves sufficiently as a destination to be able to cater to them? I think we are en route to that. The Bahamas has just been named, as you would have heard in the room today at our presentation, as a top sustainability destination. I think the offerings in the Out Islands in particular positions us for that. Um, when you're talking about getting out and about off the beaten path, I enjoy hiking, I enjoy water sports, I enjoy getting out there and looking at nature. We have a lot of that in our country. And so I think the visitor from the West Coast um, and specifically the Pacific Northwest, because we're talking the kayaking and the hiking I even bird watching for that mm -hmm. matter because of the echo sensitivity of this um, particular market. So given that we traditionally have catered to those northeastern visitors um, from the northeastern United States and even some European over the years, what should we be doing to position ourselves, even the, the entrepreneurs, the small businesses, the, you know, those who are connected, are the things we could be doing to position ourselves as a country? Uh, to take advantage of what these visitors are looking for? Very loaded question, but I, I, I would say this, because there's enormous opportunity for the people in our country to become entrepreneurs and own the travel space. There are a lot of experiences that can be curated, that can be monetized by Bahamians. I think the things that we take 
so simple. And uh, some of the things in terms of our food area, we're talking about uh, last night about the coconut and the ways that we can monetize and begin to create an industry around that. I see Bahamians writing business plans, creating and curating experiences that could be easily sold. I think we need a mindset shift though. We make things as if it's so difficult to do. It's the simple things in life that's driving travel right now. Think about the authentic things that we would have even loved as children that have come right back around and that's what the visitor wants. They want authentic experiences at community level. They want to eat, play, feel like they're local. These are simple things that we could curate and provide them with. As simple as a historical tour or a tour that looks at some of the celebrity or, or if you will, um, of the past and we've made uh, if, uh, monuments of them. Things that can be created and these easy things, we got to think simple to get done with things that can, that's at our fingertips. A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Well said. Um, a part of what you do helps to bring, you know, those visitors to the Bahamas. Do people really understand the work that the ministry does um, in getting people there? Because, you know, if you think about it, the brand of the Bahamas is well known. And people will ask sort of, well, why is so much needed to bring people to a well-known brand? You know what's so interesting? I think the brand of the Bahamas has been exposed significantly. They recognize, if you will, if you're talking about a logo, the logo is just a symbol. What goes behind that brand and getting people to connect to that brand, that's a different process. Everybody have a brand, if you will. Mm -hmm. But what is appealing about the offering that's connected to that brand is the thing that drives the Ministry of Tourism's overseas mandate. We have to promote. We cannot take it for granted. We have to be connected to the right partnerships because those are going to help us drive people to the Bahamas. I always say something that you saw here. The travel advisor, for instance, or the OTA, the online travel agency and Expedia, they are not just selling us. We have partnership programs with them. We are positioned within their websites to drive traffic, to interrupt, if you will, a sale so that we can get our offer in front of you and you choose the Bahamas. It's a science. It's not simple, I tell them. Marketing is a science, it's not an art. So you have to have all of the strategies, platforms and processes working together to support the brand. That's what makes the brand doable in my, from my perspective and a success. When we come back, more must-see stops in the Pacific Northwest and later, all of we is one. We catch up with Bahamians that reside in the Seattle area. You're watching On The Record. Stay with us.
Seattle truly isn't limited on things to do. Visitors can venture to the iconic Seattle waterfront. You can feel the energy charged with history and culture. There, you can find several notable sites like the Miner's Landing Pier 56, where you can find local seafood. There is also the Seattle Aquarium, the Seattle Great Wheel, and so many other touristic attractions. But did Bahamians really travel if we didn't do a little shopping? Our adventure took us to the Pike Place Market, one of the oldest operated farmers markets in the United States, with everything under the sun. From touristy trinkets to fresh out-of-the-sea ingredients, locals take pride in procuring. And speaking of food, we met up with a Bahamian who lives in the Seattle area. Chef Shawan Curry is a culinary student and local chef who brings island cuisine to the Pacific Northwest. She shared what it's been like connecting with other Bahamians in the country and how it has been a great support system. And of course, how excited she is about the direct flight. March, March is when they actually had um, Coach Yo came down mm -hmm. and consulate, um, the general consulate, uh, Mr. Patrick Adderley, mm -hmm. he actually phoned us. His assistant, Miss um, Tammy Calmer, mm -hmm. was a good friend of mine and she said, you know what, we're coming up. And I said, okay, I was supposed to go to Nassau. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what, for you guys, I will definitely just... Nice. So you got together and the association started. We started actually that same weekend. Nice. So we came and we called several of the Bahamians that are in the area. And we had about 20, 20 actually came out and we were able to go to the game mm -hmm. and support Coach Yo and her family. And we actually had um, a dinner the next night. And then um, we just got together from there. And we had the independent celebrations for the 50th. Mm -hmm. And we had... Um, Patrick Adderley and Miss Calma came and they actually did a pinning ceremony. We sang the national anthem. Uh, we did the pledge and we had persons come from Canada, from Chicago, and you know, just come and just celebrate with and us. And support. That's yes. really, really yes. awesome. All right. What, you know, you're far from home, um, yes. but to have that association of Bahamians, even when people say, oh, you know, Bahamians don't get together or we don't, but to hear that you actually have this association and that you, I, that you guys do actually communicate, what does that do to keep you connected to home? You know, it's like having an extended family. And when persons have deaths in their family, when persons celebrate in their family, like we had a graduation where um, uh, two of the kids in the group uh, graduated and we went to support. And then we had, um, uh, someone had a death in their family. We went to support them then also. Now that uh, Alaskan Air is put on this, or putting on this direct flight, you can get home in five hours. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. We look forward to this flight. We are just talking about it this afternoon. And we look forward to having that direct flight. We look forward to being able to bring more of our family to here and just, you know, not having them stopping all over the place. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's long enough, but then having to stop and sometimes even overnighting in some, in some cases. Mm -hmm. So it's a really good thing and we look forward to this. And you think it'll encourage you to be back and forth a little more? Uh, yes, definitely. Because <laughs> it is cold here. <laughs> so as often as we can go home, you know, it's sure. always a pleasure to be able to go home. As essential as a flight is for the country's economy, Bahamians who reside in the Washington area can't wait to reap the benefits. 
We spoke to another Bahamian native, former NFL player Devarn Darling, about how he got here and what Seattle offers as a resident. First of all, I did not even know you were living here yes, in, uh, yes. in, in Seattle. So take us through your journey of how you really got here um, and what, what attracted you to the city. Well, uh, actually, you know, after, um, actually after Florida State University, uh, went to Florida State, me and my twin brother, Devon, and uh, after our freshman year there, and Devon passed away uh, tragically there our freshman year in 2001, I transferred up here to Washington State. And uh, Washington State is in Spokane on the east side of the state here in, in the state of Washington. Mm -hmm. So I'm a Washington State Cougar. Uh, played a couple years there at Washington State, so I have roots here. Um, and uh, got drafted into the NFL. And once I was playing in the NFL, I always had a home in Houston. After retiring, I was moving back and forth here to Washington with business. Mm -hmm. And then also my um, had family out here. My wife was here, was, was here from Washington. And, um, and that's why we made that move. What, what really made you decide to settle here? Well, um, well business and connections. And uh, I, I had a, a home root of people here, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, it was an easy transition for me. Now tell us, uh, from your perspective, what is it like? We spent a couple of days here moving around, and so I got to form my own opinions. Right, right, right. But what is it like, you know, in Seattle? I mean, most of us only know what we know from reading about it or watching on television. Right, right, but what right. is it like? Well, um, like you said, it's, it's beautiful in the summertime. Summertime is the time to be here. It's the time to stay here, really, in Seattle. That's when the sun is out. Uh, you have long nights, uh, I mean, long days. Uh, sun will go down till 9.30 sometimes, 10 o'clock at night in the summertime. So that's the time to really be out here. That's the Emerald City. That's what you really see about. And in the, in the wintertime, it's, it's usually gray like this. Uh, you have a lot of rain and you have to be, you have to get into the indoor, outdoor sports, the outdoors if you really like it out here, you know. Mm -hmm. So I travel often. I travel back to Houston a lot and try to make it back home at least two, three times a year. So uh, this flight, flight from direct flight from Alaska, from Seattle to Nassau, is perfect. It's perfect. That, well, that's going to be my next question. I mean, I know that you know getting home and moving back and forth right. uh, can be a little complicated. Right. So what does it you know what does it mean now that you can hop on a flight and be back home in five hours? Uh, that's that means a lot. It means a lot. I mean, like you say, usually it's a hop, skip, and a jump all the way from out here, you know, mm -hmm. in Seattle. And uh, you usually have to fly to Houston or you fly to Fort Lauderdale or, or Miami, you know, to get a flight out to Nassau. So, and it's a long haul. So um, this direct flight definitely, definitely, definitely uh, helps out a lot. So one of the things that we do when we come um, on a trip like this is we try to tell Bahamians. Mm. Uh, what there is to do or show them what there is right, to do. Right. We wandered out on our own, had a few, uh, you know, encounters with some of the things here. But, you know, from your perspective, you know, what do you say to folks who may be considering coming over and visiting? You talked about the long summers, right, right. which is great. Uh, but what other things are there for, for us to do when we come? Uh, you have good food, man. Seafood here is, is big, you mm -hmm. know. I uh, got fresh seafood. And that's uh, really uh, one of the main attractions there, too. You got great seafood and everything is by the water. So when you come out here, you got, you know, outside by the water is beautiful, especially when the sun is out, you know, and you have nice warm people out here, man. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a cool, cool little vibe. It's a different world up here, 
it was a different world, but um, it seems very cool, laid back yeah, and very family-like, and yeah, just yeah. cool. It was cool, a cool, cool little vibe. vibe. Cool good, vibe. Good, good. We were only hours away from the inaugural flight, and with a full day behind us, it was time to rest up for the big day. So we said good night in what some would view as a sleepless city. The sun seemed to shine a little brighter at the Seattle-Tacoma International Airport. This day, the busy terminal had an extra level of buzz as passengers were greeted by that sweet Bahamian music we know and love. During the ceremony, Joy Giberlou shared an encouraging story of a family she met while checking in. I just want to say thank you, Alaska Airlines. Kirsten, you're here with us, um, but your whole team, the Bahamas Ministry of Tourism, Investment and Aviation, headed this morning by the Director General, Katia Duncan. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to welcome you to this inaugural flight. And I want you all to know, you are a part of history. This is the first time ever that we are connecting Seattle, Washington with Nassau, Bahamas. And no one is more excited than Bahamians. I feel the excitement in here, but wait till you feel it the other end. But I just want to share very briefly my experience this morning in the check-in line. Family behind me got chatting, I guess that's the Seattleian way, said, where are you going? I said, Nassau, Bahamas. Oh, how are you getting there? A direct flight. Really? He said, today's the first time. Wow, that's incredible. How long is that flight? Seven, eight hours? I said, no, actually. A mere five and a half. And if I stretch the truth there a little bit, I did say, I confess, five and a half. And they went, wow. That's an option. We go to Maui every year and that's six plus hours. And I feel that that's going to be the feeling that we get. So I just want to thank you because this opens up not just Seattle for us, it opens up Portland, Vancouver, and we even get up to Alaska too. So I welcome you once again. I know the flight's going to just give you a taste of what you can experience in the Bahamas. But thank you, thank you, thank you all so very much. Kristen Amron, Alaska Airlines VP of Revenue Management and Network Planning, shared her excitement along with the Director General, Latia Duncombe. Super excited to go on this flight. I know my family is too. I made them wear their last shirt. There's my son. Run away. Um, but we've been talking about this flight in our household for six months since we announced service back in June. And again, with my son um, on this weekend, he goes, "Is there going to be a pool in the Bahamas?" So I think that this Seattle boy is going to be in for a real treat. I think uh, just all the water activities, and I don't think he's also ever seen water that turquoise before. So it's going to be super exciting. I think for us at Alaska, this is really exciting. Um, this service represents our seventh country that we're flying to. It's also our 101st destination out of Seattle. And then, as Joy just mentioned, it's the first time that there's going to be scheduled service actually from any carrier from Seattle to the Caribbean. So again, super, super, super exciting. Uh, we also have our flight from LA that's landing there, but we're going to land first, so we're yeah. going to be the first to land yeah. there. Um, and I think with that, I'll uh, just say big thanks to the Bahamas um, Tourism Bureau, and I'll hand it over to Matiante. So this trip, we want you to get a taste of Nassau Paradise Island. The iconic scenes. See our culture, our history, our heritage. If you have nothing planned, Bahamas.com 
and we at the Ministry of Tourism, Investments and Aviation will curate an itinerary and an experience just for you. And remember, once is not enough, because Alaska, this is not a one and done. This relationship will be long term. And so this trip is going to be Nassau Paradise Island, and then we will see which other islands you will explore on your next trip. And when it's time to depart, no long lines. We have pre-clearance and TSA in the islands of the Bahamas. So we're going to make it Attention, the boarding area for Alaska flight 801 and service to Kailua Kona. Just page your passenger with the last name. Ain't going home, though. <laughs> no, they're not going to Bahamas. Last name Rupert. Out to speak, because I don't know when that's going to stop. But when it's time for you to return, the ease of getting to and through and returning home is just as smooth as going in. So I want to say on behalf of the Bahamas government, our Deputy Prime Minister and Minister of Tourism, Investments and Aviation, we value the partnership. So I thank you so much for all that you and the Promotion Board does as well. And it's time to enjoy the islands of the Bahamas. After a brief ceremony and ribbon cutting, it was time to take to the sky. Passengers were onboarded and we prepared for takeoff. The beautiful mountainous terrains of the Pacific Northwest coast in view as we cruised five and a half hours into the vibrant turquoise waters we call home. From coast to culture, Seattle, a place like no other. No other when I think about the islands of the Bahamas and the synergies and the connections and the doorways and the pathway that it opens to increasing our 8 million that our Deputy Prime Minister announced earlier this month. We're excited about the Pacific Northwest, about Canada, and beyond. And as we look at the similarities between the destinations, it's getting more, exposing more, as we look at the cultures, from the water sport activities, from the film and festivals, from the culinary components, there is just so much that the two countries have to offer. And one of the things that stood out when we looked at it, I got a question yesterday at our luncheon, and the question was, can we use Bahamas as a hub for the Caribbean? And my answer was absolutely, and we have TSA preclearance as well. The research was done, the deal signed, and the first successful flight of many was completed. We welcome this incredible partnership and congratulate all the stakeholders involved for making this happen. Although this adventure has come to an end, we look forward to the many others ahead and the continued success of our country's number one industry. This is On the Record. We'll see you on our next adventure.